0: Welcome to another daily dose of inspiration from the Dage. It's the Dagecast, and this one, sometimes sales is about earning money, and sometimes sales is about changing people's lives. That's what we're going to talk about today with an event that changed my life as well as the people that we're talking to. And you're going to have an inside seat to it all. Go get them. When Zig Ziglar needed motivation, he called... The Deej. Fantastic. Uh, just incredible. Sales. I'm going to be able to tomorrow. Today even. The Deej. Dan Jordan. If you're a real salesperson. Dan Jordan, Turn all on. Thank you so much. Someone who's sincerely honest about finding solutions for your prospect. You listen to what they say and you come up with reasonable solutions for them that they can use. <laughs> you're a valued member of society. And now. Please welcome the sales energizer, Dan Jordan. All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Cast. I'm so glad you're here. Back from Podfest, which is very exciting. You know, the Cast at the Podfest was a big hit. You might, not, you might not know that there, Mr. Producer Man, but it was a huge hit. I had an amazing experience this past week, and I'm going to share it with you, my, my listeners here. It was actually a, several kind of moving experiences, which made me realize something, that sales is a part of, of every part of life. It's not just to make a living, it's really to make a life, to be able to communicate and engage with people that you wouldn't normally do. And so, at, at the risk of sounding a bit too serious here, I got I got some good stuff for you. So I want you to stick around and really listen and try to think of yourself uh, in this situation. And many of you are are salespeople or speakers or uh, you know selling selling to major corporations or to groups of people at one time. And it's almost like giving a speech. And and understand this: in every conversation, a transaction is taking place. Somebody's buying. Somebody's selling. Sometimes it's a product. Most of the time it's an idea. And I've I've said it many times before. People buy, you know, don't worry about how to sell, worry about why people buy. People buy because they like you, they trust you, they believe you. And getting them to like you and trust you for an audience that you really know nothing about and you have nothing in common with is one of the trickiest things. Normally when I go to conventions and I go to speeches and I and I'm in front of a group. I'm kind of a freewheeling guy. You can kind of hear that, I guess, from listening to me on this, on the Deitch cast here, uh, but I generally know about 60% of what I'm going to say. And then I feed off the crowd and I'll figure out what's going on and what's important to them and what they're succeeding at and what they are. And I, I really love that feeling. And you get it too, when you're on a good sales call, when people have like that aha moment. Yeah they literally changed their physiology. They'll they'll sit up straighter, their eyebrows go up, they'll nod their heads, they'll some people lean their head back and close their eyes like they're really in thought and contemplation. It's really great. That's how you know you you got them. But I was in front of a group last week that I got up in front of the stage and I I had I had nothing. I mean nothing. I couldn't relate to their lives. I thought, at all. I was at a prison. It was a federal prison, and it was a program where they had, you would call it a halfway house, but it was a group of people that were in prison for an extended period of time and have kind of absorbed the environment of prison life, which is nothing like you and I can imagine. It's, it's amazingly dehumanizing wake up at this time, go to sleep at this time. You're allowed to watch TV here. You get to walk over here. Make sure you clean that. If you don't clean that, then you have to do this. And this was a a program put on by, a, it's a group called Dismiss. You know, Mr. Producer Man who dismisses? I didn't know either who Dismiss was. And uh, it was really nifty to learn. Apparently, it's a Christian organization. So apparently when Jesus was on the cross, there were two thieves next to him. You may not know this. And, uh, We'll call one the good thief and one the, the bad thief. And the bad thief was just like, dude, you're, you're going to die like the rest of us. And the good thief looked at Jesus and said, hey, can you hook me up when, uh, when you get up there with the big guy? And, and, uh, and Jesus apparently said, and I don't mean for this to be blasphemous, I apologize. Uh, but Jesus said, you will be with me in paradise today. Well, that good thief, his name was Dismas. Pretty cool, huh? You see, you're learning this. So I learned this from the group. And so they they have this organization that, that they contract with the state or with the federal government, actually, to have this halfway house. And so they invited me in to speak. Now understand, these are hardened kind of criminals who are forced to be there. And they had maybe perhaps worked all day or maybe not worked all day or washed a dish. Or who knows what they did. But they're exhausted, they're grumpy, they've seen it all before. And most people have more tattoos than they do skin. And here I am, you know, fresh-faced. Let's talk about smiling. <laughs> that was just the worst thing. And it was like nobody talks unless they're spoken to. Nobody said it was, I had nothing. And they're mostly men. There were a couple of women there, but they were mostly men. And anyway, so I, I, I walked up. I usually, something happens to me. And I, I, I As I'm walking up, I don't know what I'm going to say when I'm sitting down. But when I stand up, I got up to the front of the room blank. And they were looking at me, blank. And I'm thinking, how do I relate to these people? And I realized, just like you, the regular salesperson out there, just like you who's trying to n- meet a girl, just like you who's uh, trying to you know, get that job or whatever, you've got to shock these people into attention. And so I said to this group, I said, listen, you guys don't got it so bad. And they they literally crossed their arms at me, like, okay, bring it on what of you. I go, let me tell you about the Holocaust. <laughs> I go, let me tell you. My uh, father told me this story once. I, I said I wasn't feeling good that day. And my dad came up to me. He said, Danny, what's wrong? I said, ah, you know, it's, a, it's just a bad day. And he looked at me. I'm like 13 years old. He must have been holding on to this story for a while. And he said, Danny, you're having a bad day. Let me tell you something. One day when I was 13 years old, uh, the lady came running down the street. She says, quick, quick, quick. They took him. They took him. They took him. And I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, I went to the area and I realized that the uh, French police, the, the government there, the Nazis basically, took my dad, my grandfather off the street. Uh, he didn't have his papers or he did have his papers. They put him in the car and they took him to some holding area. And this holding area was a place that they, you, were, you were there before you got on the cattle car, before they took you to uh, Poland in a little uh, camp called Auschwitz. We went to that that area, and we uh, looked inside there, and we could never find him. We never saw him. I never saw him again, he said. But I did see one of the guards wearing his family ring that he must have sold to him so he can get a better seat on the cattle car as he was going to his death in a gas chamber and then in an oven. He goes, Danny, are you having a good day today? What's going on? But as I told that story to hardened criminals, I saw their physiology change. I saw them open up their eyebrows. I saw them open up their mouths. I, I heard, saw them change their the way they were sitting. All of a sudden, they're attentive. And I was telling all sorts of stories. And how you engage an audience is, this is so important, even when you're on any kind of sale, is if they get any kind of expression, if they if they nod their head, if they do anything, call them out on it. Say, man, you seem to be nodding your head. What's going on? You got it there. Give him a high five, Muma. And, and if you do that to one person, then the other people will come to you and they start acting up. And pretty soon you got the whole room. And I had the whole room except one guy. There was this one guy and he was a monster and he was terrifying. And he had those piercing evil eyes with a blank stare and dark. And he, it, it was hatred. Total hatred in his eyes, and I try to make eye contact with people. But you ever you ever see somebody, and you just have to turn away. You can't look at him any. You just have to turn away. Something's going on in there. There's evil is pouring out. That was this guy. There were good people next to him on both sides, but I somehow I just avoided this guy. It was I was frightened. And then at the end of the speech, a lot of people came up to me and I said some good stuff. Actually, one guy actually said, man, the thing you told me about smiling, it's the greatest thing because I look angry all the time and people think that I'm mean, but really I'm not. That's just my expression. So he goes, now I just smile and it works. And he goes, I could do that tomorrow. So that it was, it was a very helpful thing for him. But a bunch of people came up to me and then, and then that guy came up to me and he waited for everybody else to leave. And here I am face to face with the devil. And he looks at me and he says, a couple of things you said to me or said to us really touched me and I'd like to shake your hand. And I said, sure. So I shook his hand and I said, tell me what was going on? You know, what was the thing that made a big difference for you? And he said to me, and during the process, I said, you guys think that nobody wants to hire you. Everybody's scared of you and all this stuff. I go, you know, you have interesting stories. I'd love to have you at my house for dinner. And to hear what you got, and they all laughed. But at the end, this, this guy came up to me, and I shook his hand, and then he looked at me, and I said, what, what really touched you? What was, what was the big thing? And he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm in federal prison, and I, you know, I ran some guns, and I ran some drugs, and I did all this. But the reason why I did it is, I was a white supremacist. And he said, let me ask you, would you have me to your house for dinner? Now, I I knew he couldn't leave, and so it wasn't easy for me, but I was sincere, and I said, you know what? Yes, I would. And this monster almost broke down in tears. Your customers, your employees, your friends, and that fearful CEO that you're afraid to contact are just people. They're just people with insecurities and worries and dreams and hopes and embarrassments and regrets. They're just people. And you're not there to manipulate them. You're not there to fool them and to trick them and to be dishonest. That's exactly what they expect. But if you're the opposite of that, If you're a real salesperson, someone who's sincerely honest about finding solutions for your prospects and for your clients and for your friends and for any acquaintance that you meet, that you listen to what they say and you come up with reasonable solutions for them that they can use, you're a valued member of society and the exact opposite of what people normally think about a salesperson. You're as good as they get. You're in the right place at the right time. You're the one that makes things happen. Nothing happens until the sale happens. Nothing happens until that relationship is met. And that relationship can be met by you seeking out commonalities and seeking out ways to shock them into listening to you. And if you do that, the world is yours. You can go anywhere. At any time, in any place, earn a living, and more importantly, make a difference. And when it's all said and done, uh, what are you going to have on your gravestone? You made a lot of money. You made it. There's like eight people in the world that that you remember from two thousand years ago. It's not a bad idea to wake up in the morning and say, "What do I have to be one of those to be remembered?" You know. There's an all. I actually, I'll finish with this. I got a story. It's a story I heard a long time ago. It was like a, almost like a little proverb. So there's this person that wants to be famous and wants to be remembered. Doesn't know what to do. So he climbs this big mountain and he finds the old wise man. One of those wise men stories. The old wise man is sitting there. How can I help you? And he says, you know, I wanted to be remembered. So I wrote my name in the sand. But then the water came, obviously, and, and smoothed it all out. And you couldn't read it. And so then I carved my name in a tree. And then over time, the tree grew the bark over it, and then I couldn't see my name anymore. And so I chiseled my name in a rock. But then with the wind and the dust and the erosion, I can no longer see it. How can I be remembered, Mr. Wise Man? And the wise man says, carve your name in the hearts of your fellow man, and you'll never be forgotten. That's your job. Well, this was a profound little deech cast, wasn't it? That was good stuff. You know, they keep getting better. I can't wait for, to see what comes out next week. I have some great stories that I'd like to tell you. Amazing things that happened this week at PodFest and just in the, the life of the Deej with other customers that I've been seeing and other prospects and other meetings that we've been going to and some personal stuff that i like to tell you about. But we're going to have to wait till next time because you got to get to work. And you got to earn some money. So just remember this. You're the best. I'm the Deej. Live long and prosper. And remember to, to uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, will you Go get them today. Hey guys, it's Dan Jordan, the Deej. People call me the Sales Energizer. And the reason is I'm a speaker, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, but most of all what I do and what I'd love to do is come to your business to do a kickoff sales training meeting. Your sales people will love it, they'll love your company even more. You'll love it because there'll be more production and to top it off, you get to meet the Deej. So go ahead to danjordan.com and contact us for speaking ideas We'll rock and roll. And remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and whatever else you can think about. We'll see you next time. Go get them. <laughs> well if your sales team sucks and you don't know what to do, call d 678 91099 Call D678-91099.